Hey, podcast fans. Wanted to let you know that the last fundraising accelerator session of the year starts on September 9th. If you're a fan of Nonprofit Lowdown or read my book, Get That Money, Honey, this is an opportunity to work with me and a group of peers to take your fundraising to the next level. Applications are due July 15th and space is limited to 25 students max. For more information, apply today at riawong.com. I'm your host, Rhea Wong. Hey, podcast listeners. Today, I am delighted to interview three alums of the Fundraising Accelerator program, and we are going to talk a little bit about how the Fundraising Accelerator levels you up and your fundraising. So let us begin. I have Noel Andriano, Green Paul, and Rosemary Ellis here, and they will introduce themselves. So Noel, let's start with you. Can you say who you are, where you're working, and where you're located? I'm Noelle Andriano, and I'm the Director of Development at the New School of Northern Virginia, which is a small independent school in Fairfax, Virginia. Okay, Dreen? Hi, I'm Dreen Paul. I serve as the Executive Director for Breakthrough Providence in Providence, Rhode Island. And hi, I'm Rosemary Ellis. I work in New York City. I'm located in Brooklyn, and I'm the Interim Executive Director of the Doula Program to Accompany and Comfort, which is a largely volunteer-led organization. Wonderful. So the three of you have pretty different roles and pretty different nonprofits, but one sort of common theme here, and Noel, we'll start with you. How did you first find out about the Accelerator? I know it was through a newsletter. I just don't remember whose it was, but I subscribed to multiple kind of nonprofit blogs, and it was in one of those. I remember hearing about it. And what inspired you to learn more about it? Like what was happening with your with your situation, as it were? Well, the school has been around for over 30 years, but we only went nonprofit five years ago. And I launched the fundraising program and we got to the point where we were ready to start launching a major giving program. And I just I didn't have the experience with that. And I also didn't have the time as a one-person shop to research everything that would go into it. So it was kind of perfect timing to find the Accelerator program because that had everything I needed. Excellent. And Doreen, Rosemary, both with you two, you were sort of in my personal network already. So could you speak a little bit to why you decided that the Accelerator was right for you at this point in your career? Yeah, so I was a newly appointed ED at the time that I found out about the Accelerator and was really eager to grow my skills in fundraising. It wasn't something that I was super well-versed in prior to taking the role. I just spent a lot more time in program and so wanted to take advantage of the opportunity. And I think what inspired me for this particular program was, one, seeing a woman of color leading it. It was important for me to get that perspective. A lot of the other professional developments I had been a part of were mostly organized and ran by white folks. And so I think that there's a different perspective when you can speak from a lens of being a person of color, a leader of color that has to go out and ask for money. And so that was really important to to get that perspective and skills from you. So, yeah. Rosemary? Yeah, for me, I was a relatively new interim executive director. I'd run large organizations before. I'd been an interim ED a few times before, but this was by far the smallest organization I'd ever worked with. 
And so I knew that a big part of my job coming in was doing development, which the previous ED had, that had not been her strong suit. She was a more of a programmatic person, very situation. But when I, when I saw that the finances were, in fact, much more of a pressing issue than I had realized, and I also understood that while I had hired development directors and worked with them in other positions and gone and talked to donors when they needed me to and signed the letters, I had never actually done boots on the ground development work, not like this, not like I needed to for this organization. And I didn't know how to do that. I didn't have a clue. So I was desperately casting about looking for, you know, there's, you, you Google this and there's a zillion things that come up, but I needed a short, sharply focused development boot camp. basically. That's what I needed to teach me how to do things like figure out which donors I should talk to and find donors where they didn't exist and do an end of year campaign and even understand how to frame the organization story in a way that would resonate with people. And so Rhea was in my network. I had seen this on her website and got in touch with her to ask more about it and dove right in. And it was like in the nick of time and just the right thing. We are going to get to that because I know there are some success stories that we can share here. But I think the common theme that I'm picking up here is first time fundraisers. I'd like to say accidental fundraisers at the times scale up, but generally with the exception of you and Noel, budgets of under a million dollars, which is really my sweet spot in single person shops. Because I think what I noticed, especially for myself coming up was there was a lot of advice out there, but I was like, I don't have a department. Like, what are you talking about right now? So I really tried to tailor my strategies to folks who are in small departments or in only departments. Now, let's jump to you. Once you joined the accelerator, did it meet your expectations? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I was really looking forward to was being part of a group that was doing it together. So yeah, just getting to work with not just fundraising people, because I've been fundraising for years, but just didn't have the major giving experience. But yeah, experiencing it with other people kind of, like you said, in the same situation. So it was wonderful just to not only have the coursework that went into all the nitty gritty, but then have the chance to come together with other people in the same situation as me and even somewhat different places in their fundraising to talk through things and really get more people's input and experiences and things like that. So it definitely met, I think, everything that I was looking for and just giving me kind of the how to do everything and what to do, but then also the input and experience of hearing other people's stories. Definitely. I think there's so much strength in the cohort model. Doreen, Rosemary, same question for you. What really inspired or moved you in joining the Accelerator? Yeah, definitely resonate with Noel's reflections. I appreciated the peer support for sure, learning from others, getting different perspectives. The fact that everyone was in different sectors as well, 
of the nonprofit world and not just in education, which is where I'm coming from. And so being able to hear their different approaches to donors and fundraising in that way, I really appreciated the specific focus on individual donors. My first year as an ED, I spent a lot of time focused on grant proposals and foundations and corporate giving and trying to build those types of relationships. And so this cohort allowed us to really focus on the necessary work that's needed to engage our individual donors, to retain them, to find them, to make sure that they are continuing to be a part of the work and understanding it's not a, they have resources that we need, but we both have resources and we're looking to partner together. And so I think that was one of the the biggest takeaways for me of like, I'm not going out to beg for money. I have resources that I'm providing to a community and that I'm looking for partners in this work. And so even that framing shifted a lot for me. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. It was great to be in a cohort. It was fun to be able to troubleshoot and hear about other people's experience. What was also great for me was having the video modules, just these different teaching modules. And before the course ever started, because I really had to try to make things happen quickly, I couldn't wait until the accelerator started. Actually, I needed a head start. So Rhea was kind enough to send me the video modules early. And I went through them multiple times. I took notes. I I was preparing for my first meetings with individual donors, which for my organization is definitely where most of the giving has and will happen. That they had been pretty small donations. I mean, this organization doesn't cost a lot of money to run, but the donations tended to be smaller than they needed to be. And I needed to build some major, a major gift support. And that had really not ever happened in this organization before. So just having access to those video models that I could stop and start and listen to more than once and go back to and review right before I had a meeting and take notes on was super, super helpful for me. And knowing that once I took the accelerator, I would always have access to those. I mean, I've gone back to them since the accelerator has ended and done little refresher courses just on a five-minute segment and one that I knew had a nugget that I wanted to go over again. So having that forever at my fingertips is really, really valuable for me and was incredibly helpful for me. That's great to know. So on the flip side, anything that you would have changed or wish it had been different? You know, feel free to be candid. We're, we're letting it all out here. So actually, we'll start with Rosemary and go Rosemary Drain Noel. Yeah, I was thinking about this before we got, we got on the podcast. And there, I mean, there's honestly, there's nothing glaring at all that stands out to me. I love the cohort model. Like you said, like we've all said, there's obvious strengths there. There are specific things that you built into the accelerator, like having one person on the, what was it called the hot seat every week where somebody would bring a specific problem they were having and everyone would brainstorm on that. I thought that was, that was great. I mean, I remember sometimes being frustrated just that it ended a little more quickly than I was ready for it to, but probably making it substantially longer wouldn't actually work in people's schedules. So that's not really a legitimate criticism. And what I was able to do in those cases a couple of times is people reached out to each other in in the private portion of the chat, and you could continue a conversation with somebody after the group session was over later in the week or later that day and finish talking something out that was helpful or sharing something that was helpful to somebody else. Similarly, I couldn't think of anything critical. I mean, I I appreciated a lot of what Rosemary just brought up as well and also thought about 
it being longer, but yeah, I think we had what, two hours with you. And so, or maybe it was one a tight 90 minutes. Action oh yeah, packed. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but I think that the 90 minute sessions plus the pre-work and like homework that we had to do ahead of time was all manageable for a busy fundraiser. And so it didn't feel cumbersome. It didn't feel exhausting. Like I was excited to go to the sessions to talk about what I read or what I watched in the videos. So yeah, I can't really think of anything that I would change. I appreciated that. Sure. I know I shared a couple of times and really appreciated the reflections that the cohort provided for me and just examples of things that worked for them that was successful that I was able to take to the problem that I brought forth to the group. And so, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I can't think of anything critical. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to say, right, right. <laughs> <but> <laughs> let's get down to the nitty gritty. The end of the day, this fundraising accelerator is about helping you to raise more money. Did you raise more money? Doreen, let's start with you. We'll go to Doreen, Rosemary, Noel. Yeah, I think so. In, in certain ways, I definitely, I think the cohort also touched on other things as well. Like being able to bring new people to the organization is something that I was also looking to do, which I was able to do. We hosted our own version of a Jeffersonian dinner, which was really impactful for us and myself and my council chair in thinking about who we want to bring to the organization and how we can engage them. But yeah, I think that the we're able to invite new funders to our org, understand the work that we're doing and allowing them to partner with us different ways, whether it was monetary gifts or in-kind gifts, which was really great. And so we were able to do things for our students this past year, but the organization is also in a really unique place right now. And so I think that we've also, or I've done a lot of work to lay the foundation to help the organization also organize itself in a bit more intentional way moving forward when it comes to our fundraising. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it's a long game, especially with major gifts. Mm -hmm. I like how you said it. You set the foundation. Right. Rosemary, tell me success um, stories. Yeah, I, I had a lot of success. I had more success than I thought it was possible to have, honestly. I When the board hired me last June, they told me that they wanted me to raise $150,000 by the end of the year. And I explained to them that that was almost certainly not possible because... I knew enough to know that development is about relationships and I wasn't going to be able to make best friends with enough people to give us $150,000 in an organization where $5,000 was an enormous donation up until that point. And secondly, I was not a development professional, you know, so I was very candid with them about that and said, I don't think I can do that. And just so you know, I will do my best, but, but development is not my it's not, I haven't been trained. I haven't done this as my full-time job. And so I just wanted to keep the organization um, fully functional and try to begin to build the underpinnings of a stronger financial base for it. But in fact, thanks, you know, entirely to the accelerator, I think it's pretty safe to say I was able to get two people to give gifts of $30,000, which was a much larger contribution than everyone, anyone had given before. One of them is someone who'd been involved with the organization for years and had the capacity to give, but I think had not been asked or not asked in the right way. And the other was someone who was new to the organization and gave anonymously. And so we had that $60,000. We raised another 70 from smaller individual donors through our, our Q4, our end of year fundraising campaign, and, and which is, of course, when all the action happens is in Q4. 
And then also in late January, I learned, we learned that the one foundation that did fund us and loved us, but had been worried about the sort of the path the organization was on, was very happy with all the work that we were doing coming in. And they doubled their funding for this year. And we've also since, so we did, so we did, we raised way more than $150,000 if you count January. And since then we've gotten our first grant from a church. That's an area like churches and synagogues, many of whom do not give money to organizations like this, but a few of whom do, if you can find them. And then, so we've gotten our first grant from a church to find out about our second in June. And that anonymous donor has also just more than doubled their pledge for this year. So there's a lot of work left to do. We've not fully turned the corner that this organization needs to turn, but, but we're much further down the road than either I or the board thought we would be able to do that. So lots of good success and hopefully more to come. That is excellent. Excellent. Noelle, how about you? I'm pretty much in the same place as Dreen with definitely laying the foundation since I was, I was in the most recent cohort. So we just finished, I think in April, but, and since I work at a school, nothing is happening over the next couple months. That's just how it goes. Everybody's gone. So, but I'm ready with everything that I got through the fundraising accelerator. I've already started. I have a list of who I'm going to start cultivating over the summer and just the goals that you helped me set up, I feel so ready to, in when next school year launches, to start getting those major donations, just because I do now have the tools. And again, like Dreen said, like the foundation laid and getting built even stronger to do that. So I can even see just in the goals that I have, and even just the people, the list that I have, that it's definitely going to be doable to get in major donations in this coming school year from especially our families. So I'm very excited. Yeah, you're well set up. We definitely took a look at everything. We do a 30 minute kickoff and then a 30 minute goal setting afterwards to make sure that you have a plan moving forward. Because I think sometimes with these things, you can kind of get inundated with information. And then when you're not in the program, you're like, what do I do now? But actually, that's a good point. Can we talk a little bit about the support that you've received after the program? So after the nine weeks is over, are you left by yourself adrift? What's the kind of support that you receive after the fact? Yeah, Rosemary. Well, and then I'll you're... just say, I love it that you have drop-in office hours. And although our schedules don't always align, so I can't always drop in, but a couple of times I have. Sometimes I've come with a specific question I wanted to ask you. One time I didn't. I just wanted to drop in and tell you how things were going. But the other person who was on the call that day gave me a fabulous idea for somewhere I should be applying. And then she and I connected after the call. So it's like the networking sort of keeps on going. And, and you know, also it's just like the network. I've stayed in touch with some of the people who are in my cohort. And, and like I said, I continue to go back to the curriculum and use it. And so like there are multiple ways in which I feel like this engine sort of keeps coming along for me. Dream? Yeah, I appreciate the Slack communication. I'm not Slack friendly at all, but just being able to pop into the different channels and see what the conversation is. Rhea is always sharing resources that are always really helpful or events that are happening, other sessions. I still listen to your podcast, which is 
also been really helpful to get some other perspective guests that you've invited to talk on your show. And yeah, I agree. The actual access to the curriculum and being able to go back to those videos and remember what we talked about, my notes. I took very detailed notes from every session. And so being able to remember what we talked about and how I can apply it has been really helpful because as I'm building the foundation, the important parts is building the tools necessary too. And so getting a lot of that information back to my forefront as things are coming down has been helpful. Yeah, I say this a lot. The way I designed the fundraising accelerator was I made all the mistakes so you don't have to. So it's really meant to cull and curate the best of so that you can be as effective as you can be right out of the gate. Because frankly, you all don't have 12 years to figure it out the way I did. Took a long time. Anything else? What advice would you have for someone who's thinking about the accelerator who might be on the fence? Noelle, why don't we start with you? I would say... The biggest thing is just think about if you don't do the accelerator, what's your other path? Because for me, at least, it was going to be kind of what Rhea had to do, like piecemeal trying to figure it out. So I would say, yeah, think of it that way. Would be a different resource or the other path you would go because this is just so concentrated, but again, so doable that you get really all the information that again, like Rhea said, took like 12 years to do in just nine weeks. And my other thing would be to just, if you do then join, put the time and work in like Rosemary and Jane have been saying, like do the classes, really dig into them, take the notes, go to all of the weekly meetings because you really get something out of it, no matter what you put into it, but you're going to get so much more out of it with just the more kind of attention and energy you bring to it. Thanks, all. Drain, Rosemary? Yeah, I was going to say pretty much similar. Being fully present for sure. I think I was one of the ones that had like 100% participation and like attendance. I didn't want to miss a class because there was so much nuggets of wisdom that were going to be offered. And so it was helpful to go to every single session and interact with the cohort leaders and get the information from the sessions. And then similarly, yeah, scheduling that homework time. Like I put it on my actual work calendar, like accelerator homework, do the readings, do the assignments, because you just show up in a more intentional way when you do. Having already thought about your current state of things, your individual donors, maybe there's a donor that you're thinking about and want to troubleshoot and can have them in mind during the particular session that you're about to head into. It just helps you problem solve a lot faster versus kind of keeping it separate or being distracted during those sessions. And yeah, network as much as possible. Definitely connecting with the other cohort leaders because they have ideas too. And they've tried things that maybe didn't work for them, but could totally work for you. And so Don't be afraid to ask or have a follow-up call or shoot them an email. I know when I was trying to figure out my fall appeal, I had a couple of examples that were sent my way that really helped me frame it in a way that was really helpful to us. And so definitely tapping into the cohort, being prepared and fully present and you'll have a great time. I still use so many of Rhea's one-liners when I'm in my head about fundraising. I'm like, there's money out there and it has my name on it. I just have to find it. (laughs) So yeah. It's only weird if you make it weird. (laughs) (laughs) agree with all of that. I mean, one thing that Rhea brings to this that you don't find much is humor. And it really is helpful. <laughs> I was just thinking about this, listening to Noelle and Dream talk. I'm a person who tends to over-report everything. I will go down a rabbit hole and spend hours and hours and days and days researching the thing I'm interested in. And if you want to go online and look up, you know, how do you fundraise? 
How do you do that? There's a zillion things. And some of them are good, but it is easy to sort of have a meltdown in all of that advice and information. And it is hard to know how to prioritize it and how to order your learning unless you already know it, in which case you won't be doing that. So what was great for me about the fundraiser that was helpful for the kind of person I am, which is an over-reporter, is that it prioritized and formatted that learning and injected humor, which is really helpful for me. So maybe you could put together your own version of that. I don't think I could have. I would have just sunk underneath the weight of all this information that I was trying to load onto myself to get up to speed as quickly as possible. Rhea's also written a great book, but it's great, but it is not as in-depth or as interactive and obviously doesn't have a cohort of other people talking about their situations the way that the accelerator does. So it's an incredibly good investment for, for what you potentially get out of it if you fully invest yourself. I mean, you can sleepwalk through this like you can sleepwalk through anything and not come away with much. But like Green was saying, if you really commit yourself and you were really anxious to learn, you like you want to learn about this and you want to do it, I can't imagine, I'm not a gusher, but I will say I can't imagine a better short-term concentrated school than this for me. It was pretty transformative. Oh, thanks so much, Rosemary. All right, last big question, because this is often when I talk to potential new students, the big blockage for them often is the price of the accelerator, the tuition. So I'm wondering, Dreen, maybe we'll start with you. Do you feel like you got value for your money? I do. I definitely do. Again, I'm known as a PD junkie. I'm always signing up for some new PD, especially around fundraising, because that was something I was intentionally trying to build my skills in. And really to Rosemary's sentiments, it was well worth it for sure. It was a new approach. It was engaging, interactive, collaborative, supportive. I didn't feel like I was asking any stupid questions or things that I should have known or whatever. It was definitely a no judgment zone, which was super helpful. Because you can get in your head about fundraising and whether you're successful at it or not, what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing, and if you handle the conversation well or not. And so to be able to have this group of people support you in that process and really give you the nuggets of wisdom that you need to be successful. Again, that short, concentrated time that was well-organized, each session built upon each other. It didn't feel random. It didn't feel like we were learning about things that we weren't going to be able to apply, but literally had the roadmap that needed to do this work successfully. And so I definitely believe it was, it was worth the money for sure. Yeah, I would say there was just so much value in the program. Basically ditto everything Dreen said, just having the concentrated, you know how much time you're going to be in the accelerator. You know exactly what you need to do each week. It's just so detailed and so kind of systems oriented of like, you're never just left there. Like, here's the information. And then now go do something. Rhea has so many like worksheets and just ways to do things that you're just getting kind of everything you need to then transform it into exactly what your program needs to be at your specific nonprofit. And yeah, again, just the value of having the cohort and just Rhea and Marvin there to bounce ideas off of and just learn from. There was really no other place I could think of where 
I was going to get that group to go through this with, like just to have other people in the same situations and learning from. So yeah, I would say just so much value. I feel so ready to implement everything. Whereas before, like Rosemary had said earlier, it's kind of like you're kind of digging through the internet for random pieces here and there. I have just a roadmap now. It's just so valuable because I did not have the time to do this without something so kind of structured. And yeah, you're going to get so much out of it. I'll just add that I've recommended the accelerators to several people now, and I wouldn't recommend anything that I didn't think was fully worth the value. I've strongly recommended Impact because there may be other courses that are similar to this, but I haven't found anything that was as concentrated and just as smartly put together. So the results that I was able to achieve before the accelerator was over, I had raised $60,000 from two people, just something that was far, I mean, the biggest donation that this organization had ever gotten before them was $10,000. And that was only a couple of times. So that sort of speaks to the value as clearly as anything. Yeah, actually, in one case, Josh had raised 10x the investment before it even started based on the module. So that's a pretty good ROI. Any last thoughts as we, as we sign off? I really appreciate the three of you taking the time to, to chat with me about this. Just thank you. And, and I'm grateful that we still get access to you after <laughs> the accelerator via office hours, master classes and Slack. And yeah, just grateful this came to me when it did. It was super helpful. And yeah, looking forward to seeing what other conversations will continue through all those other opportunities to connect. All right. Thanks, Jane. Yeah, I agree. We haven't even talked about the master classes, which is not something that's directly related to the accelerator, but it is another way that you sort of put these great little, are they even like one hour, 45 minute, like modules of information together. And I know a couple of times I've had them on my calendar, but I've had a, a real scheduling conflict and I couldn't be there for it. I was like, crap, I wanted to go to that. So the multiple ways in which you make yourself available on an ongoing basis and do sort of continuous learning, both for people who've taken the accelerator and people who haven't, but if you've taken the accelerator, then anything, maybe they're all the more valuable is something that I really appreciate and is helpful. It's on an ongoing way. It's helpful. Yeah. I would say just like, it basically like, even though the program's done, it's not done. Like everyone said, there's the Slack, there are the classes. I'm even working with one of the consultants that we had a master class with to revamp our website. So there's just so much extra that I'm just, yeah, like Everybody has already said, I'm just so grateful to have, like, it's not like we had this program and then like we went out into the world and that's it. We have access to so much to just keep learning. So the value is just going to keep going and growing. And yeah, I'm just so grateful that this happened when I was ready to be part of it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And one thing that I want to lift up here is that the reason I actually have calls with every potential applicant is I want to make sure that we're aligned, values aligned and culturally aligned, because I really think this is a relationship that will go on forever and ever and ever. So I want to make sure that we're the kind of people that want to be connected forever and ever and ever, because I really believe in continuing to nurture the network and nurture our relationships. So on that note, thank you so much to all three of you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your being in the accelerator. And if there's anything I can do to help, you'll let me know. Don't worry, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ria. All right, thank you so much. Right, thank you. Bye-bye.